Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG Podcast. I'm John and this is Hannah. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favourite things in D&D, the pig-faced orc. Okay, so as I said before the music, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite things, which is the pig-faced orc. Now, love, I've just handed you the first edition Orange Spine AD&D Monster Manual. Mm-hmm. So it's got a, one of what I consider one of the quintessential like early pictures of a pig-faced orc in it. So just looking at the picture, game stats and whatever aside, what do you make of it? I can't help but notice that the book does naturally fall open on this page as if you've used the orc page many, many, many times. I do, I do love that picture, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, the thing that stands out to me immediately is that this is like clearly something somebody's put a lot of love into drawing. Yeah. Maybe not the most skilled artist in the world. Um you notice that like part of it's been traced of like maybe a spartan warrior and then we've got these pig heads on the top and immediately they stand out to me as being a bit like frodo in lord of the rings oh with the the helmet in the the disguise yeah i mean one of the things i like about these drawings i think you're absolutely right is they might not be the most skilled drawings in the world but they have that sort of early sort of old school feel to them you know certainly when i was young and i sort of i was looking at them you know you doodling your characters and monsters and whatever i used to look at drawings like this and think oh do you know what i can draw something like that i can at least give it a good go whereas and no shade on like modern artists modern artists are great they do amazing things but if you like if you're like a young kid with just like some felt it pens or whatever and you look at like modern art you're probably not going to think oh i can do that whereas some of these old black and white See, art pieces you think yeah i could give that a go that's the other thing about this I, i'm dying to ask you to like scan that picture in and print it out big so i can color it in with felt tips find it on the net it's well not a problem but um, since you've got the book open, does it does it say anything in the description of the orc about them having like a porcine face? Not that I can see. So how does it describe the orcs in the description? What does it say about their physical appearance? Uh, so I'm just going to read it. Okay. Orcs appear particularly disgusting because their coloration, brown or greenish uh, brown or brownish green with a bluish sheen yeah. highlights their pinkish snouts and ears. So that's a, that's a bit pig-like, you know, pinkish snouts and ears. Uh, their bristly hair there you go. is dark brown or black, sometimes with tan patches. Yep. Uh, their armour tends to be unattractive, dirty and often a bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Orcs favour unpleasant colours in general. Their garments are in tribal colours, as are shield devices or trim. Typical colours are blood red, rust red, mustard yellow, yellow green, moss green, greenish purple and blackish brown. They live for 40 years. That's your entire orc description. So yeah, I can see how when you say like snouts and ears and bristly hair... You end up with pigmen. Um, nothing in the wording about tusks or the shape of those snouts or ears. But, yeah, 
certainly the drawing is quite porcine. Yeah, I mean, I think I sort of... Uh, the, the reason I like the, the sort of pig-faced orcs so much is obviously I came originally from a sort of war gamey background playing a lot of like warhammer fantasy battle when that was a thing and one of the armies i really used to like and that was the sort of chaos army set of these beast men in it mm-hmm. these sort of humanoids who'd taken on these like beast-like characteristics and it was normally goats and later on it became just sort of like humans with, like goat faces and horns but earlier on and certainly warhammer fantasy roleplay it was especially they were like different types of animal beast men so like the minotaurs were just giant like cow beast men effectively and i think when i sort of moved over to D and i sort of saw the pig-faced orc and i was like oh these guys are sort of like savage sort of like evil tribes as the beastmen were in warhammer fantasy battle oh and they look a bit animalistic they've got these like boar-like heads mm-hmm. that sort of stuck with me as being like an easy transfer Whereas the Warhammer Fantasy Battle Orcs, like your stereotypical sort of green-skinned, jutting-out jaws, sort of thick-browed orcs, you know, that you'd see in loads of different fantasy games. Now, if we take a quick look at the AD&D 2nd Edition Monster Manual, I'll just flick through to the page here. We can see that the picture of an orc here, again, it's by Tony Ditalesi in his sort of like watercolour style. It's mm-hmm. this hunchbacked, sort of green-skinned, aggressive humanoid with its sort of long, like, loping arms and clawed feet. And again, it's got a little bit of a sort of piggy look to its face. It's got the extended snout, like the little tusks and the, the sort a of lot jutting lips. So, though. Yeah, it's definitely been toned down. And that's a sort of trait that we see as we go through the editions where the orcs gradually become sort of slightly more humanoid looking mm-hmm. and part of me wonders and again i don't know this for sure folks out there so don't hate me if i'm wrong part of me wonders if this became more of a thing where you know half orcs started becoming like more of a sort of playable race so they wanted them mm. to be like easier to identify with because i mean i can remember when like hot like, i mean a half orc they were like the rare thing in like in like a game and it was understood that if you played a half orc you were always going to be discriminated against by like the the good people of the village or whatever and then they sort of went half ogres and then more and more races came in until the half orc isn't a thing it's in the most recent edition it's one of the core races you've got tieflings genocide stuff like that all manner of weird and crazy stuff so the half orc doesn't really seem like anything now Whereas it was like a big departure from the other races sort of back in the day. Mm. So I wonder whether they wanted to make them just a little bit more relatable, you know, so people would find them a little bit easier to play as a player character rather than just being like a monster in the dungeon. Possibly people wanted to play the outsider characters. Yeah, and yeah various that's always people been a thing. for various reasons came up with half orc characters that they wanted to play. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of homebrew stuff was going on between first ed, second ed, and third ed. Oh yeah, loads of by it, the yeah. time you hit third ed, they wanted everything to be a player character option. Yeah, and they wanted everything to be super customizable because they were pushing the D twenty system for third ed. Obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. So when there's a market there for it, why not? put stats in your book for it uh, and why not draw your 
demi-human races a bit more humanoid in order to add to the appeal there. Yeah, and I mean, it, it really depends on how you look at orcs as well, because they've been portrayed as like numerous, coming from numerous different places in various sort of fantasy myths. I mean, the to, to use the examples I've already used, like Games Workshop orcs are sort of like these fungoid creatures that reproduce by spores they constantly mm-hmm. shed. So, like, even if you like kill a load of orcs, they shed these spores, like, orcs might like just spontaneously like, appear again like mm-hmm. years later. Obviously, if you look at Tolkien, you've got the fact they're sort of like, they're basically made out of like tortured elves and dwarves and other races. And like, you know, they make a ruinous form of life out of them, that sort of thing, <laughs> depending on depending on what version of like Tolkien's um, stories you read. But they're supposed to be like a corruption of the earlier sort of like more sort of perfect and in inverted commas races. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously in D&D, the stereotypical orc is just basically like an evil humanoid if you sort of go back to the, the earlier editions. But and also part of the reason I like them is I always imagined... You know, there's the old sort of legends about the old the ancient tribes of the used to be like berserkers and stuff like that, and they'd they'd think they were like an animal or they took on the form of an animal when they rushed into like combat. Ancient Celt stuff. Yeah, I and obviously normally it was like bears and wolves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I always imagined that like the sort of pig-faced orc, it was almost like that sort of writ large, like an entire well, race of berserkers who like took on this form. Plenty of like Stone Age and Bronze Age art of pigs of boars oh yeah and i mean if you think of any sort of like dnd game where you've encountered boars we know that they're, they're generally like unfriendly they're easy to provoke they're very territorial so i just sort of saw it that the sort of like having the sort of like the pig face was mm-hmm. basically just sort of like representing the characteristics of the orc mm-hmm. on their physical appearance so like we know like orcs are territorial they can be very aggressive they're animalistic and that's reflected by the fact they have this like snarling boar's head. And also, when I read in the the monster manuals of D anD D, when it's like lycanthropes, like were boars, mm. I was like, oh, what wouldn't it be cool if they were like tribes of orcs, where like they actually got so much into their battle rage, they were like these were boars, and they fully like turned into these mm-hmm. like boar men. I thought that'd be a cool thing as well. So I really bought into like the the pig faced orc, and there were lots of miniature companies back in the day who did like some more pig-faced orc man. But like I say, they've, they've sort of fallen out of fashion a little bit when it comes to mm. D&D, you know, like say the... I mean, you say about the miniature companies, the ones that I really remember are the uh, Shadowrun ones yeah. from like the late 90s. They had like real pig-faced orcs for some yeah. of their characters. But they had quite a range of different face shapes on the orcs as well. Yeah. I don't know Shadow Runs, so I don't know whether that was well, intentional or just it, they got different artists. The, the very rough idea of Shadow Run is that at some point in the future, like basically all like when magic fades from the world, like orcs, ogres and all of that malarkey, all like your non humans effectively those parts of them become like a recessive gene and they just become like humans because the magic's gone away. When the magic comes, it's not an exact thing, but when the magic comes back, all those people who've got those recessive genes over a period of time turn into orcs and ogres and stuff like that. So I think they wanted to make them a bit more individualistic, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than just sort of like, oh, all orcs look the same, all ogres look the same, that sort of thing. And again, I suppose that's looking at it as a player character rather than a monster. Yeah, Yeah. and they, they would, like I say, they were like a subspecies of humanity in that game. 
But I think one of the real strengths of orcs in general, and not just pig-faced orcs, although those are my orcs of preference, mm-hmm. is that there's been so many different versions of them over the years that it's really possible to sort of take them and make them whatever you want in your particular D&D game. So you just want them to be like a standard tribe of like evil humanoids. You can do that with them. You want to make them a bit more nuanced, so and maybe because players are interested in playing them, you want to give them more of a history. You can do that. There's games where they've been sort of they've had like a big naval culture. I've got a few fantasy settings with that. There's settings where they've got a bit more of a sort of tribal, sort of ancient, sort of I suppose almost like paganistic culture sort of going back. You can do that with them. On the other hand, if you want them to just be like the lackeys of a dark lord who's like whoop them up after some magical earth potatoes with his mm-hmm. evil magic, a la sort of Saruman making his like Uruk high in like the Lord of the Rings films. And yeah, I know he didn't pull them out of potatoes in the books, but you know, in the films he did. You can do that with them. So they're a very versatile monster, but I often find they sometimes get a bit overlooked because they're a bit of a sort of standard, like low level enemy in D D. Yeah. We've all fought against like parties of goblins, parties of orcs. Fighting against a party of orcs, it's, it can be the same as like, you know, you come across an NPC and they're like, I've got some rats in my cellar, can you like help me sort these out? And you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've not come across that plot line See, before. Even that plot line can be really good fun if you lean into it. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. only once in the campaign. You don't want to spend your entire campaign hunting down rats in cellars unless that GM's got something really good to back up that extermination adventure Yeah, but you could spend a whole campaign getting involved with like how the village that your adventuring party comes from and the local orcish tribe get along. Oh yeah if you wanted to do that and I, I think almost perversely the, the fact that pig-faced orcs have fallen out of fashion could actually be a big strong point for them because most players now if they're playing D&D they're not like old school D&D ads they're probably more used to your modern orcs you know your, your humanoids your green grey skin the little pointy tusks etc etc now if you're if they suddenly go out in your world and they suddenly find themselves confronted by these savage like pig-faced humanoids and obviously, I believe you shouldn't just say, oh, these are orcs. Well, you shouldn't just say they're orcs, but if you just describe these pig-faced humanoids, more newer players might not even make the connection with orcs. And if mm-hmm. they do, they'll be like, oh, this is something different, because this isn't how orcs are normally described. So I think we could... This, like I say, perversely, the fact that they've gone out of fashion could actually be a good opportunity to reintroduce them as a bit of a surprise or to sort of set the orcs in your campaign world apart from those in like a generic D&D campaign and also pig-faced orcs just look damn cool I mean animate the rules that's just how it is so I think what you're trying to say is let's slip the hogs of war yeah indeed war have never been so much fun so I think that's probably all I've got to say about pig-faced orcs if you'd like to get in touch, let us know what you think of pig fake stalks, or do you prefer another type of orc? Or if you want to talk about anything to do with tabletop RPGs in general, you can get in touch a number of different ways. You can send us a voicemail message on Anchor or SpeakPipe, there'll be links in the description of this show, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.
Bye.